This is Amstigator, a podcast founded on purpose, but focused on the path to get there. Experience is the best teacher, right? And in this season of Amstigator, we're going all in on female perspective of women and wisdom as we answer one specific question. What's the lesson here? Welcome back to Amstigator. Today's episode is part of my double dose twofer release in our mid-season relaunch. And we are staying with the theme, what's the lesson for season three? And today is all about how women hold wisdom. We're the containers of it. We pass it down. It's sacred. And Jessica Zweig knows it too because she lives it. I met Jess nearly a year ago. It was a hot day in Nashville. Somehow she still managed to stay radiant and sweat-free. It was inspiring. I was perspiring. And we talked so much that we barely touched our lunch. And when the hour was up, both of us were like, oh my gosh, this was great. We need to do it again. (laughs) And there's something about her that's just different. It's authentic. And you're going to feel that. She brings lived experience, truth, and wisdom to every answer And you are going to hear it in this episode. Jessica is the CEO and founder of Simply Be. It's a personal branding company. She really specializes in crafting a person's message so that their authenticity shines. She and her team have launched more than 500 personal brands. She also speaks all over the world about how personal branding is not a vanity play, y'all. It's actually your gift to the world. She's won some pretty big awards like Female Entrepreneur of the Year, and she's an all-around boss babe. But we don't really talk about that in this episode. I mean, sure, it comes up here and there because it is her life. It's a part of who she is. But that's not the focus of this conversation. And matter of fact, at the end of it, Jess even said to me, oh, my God, I'm so glad you didn't ask me about how I built my business. (laughs) And I just smiled because if you're a longtime listener, you know my interest in a person goes far deeper than their resume. I'm interested in what they've learned. I want to know about how they've developed emotionally and spiritually through what they've lived. With Jessica, she's learned recently how to overcome herself. And we talk about her healing journey through physical depletion and depression, how she's healed her beliefs around her work and her worth. She's really here with a dual lesson in this episode. Yes, women hold wisdom, but also enjoy your life. Find pleasure. She really gives permission on this, and you're going to love it. As always, I am grateful when someone is fearless in sharing their truth. So that is what you get here today. This is Jessica Zweig with How Women Hold Wisdom. What high-vibe emotion are you feeling the most right now? Oh, good. I I love this question. Honestly, I want to say presence. You know, I've been known to be a hustler (laughs) as a former identity I'd like to say we'll see we'll see how this year fares but you know I move fast I'm very prone to uh, an oriented to action as my uh, mentors and coaches have told me I'm a double Leo tons of fire I'm an emotional generator in human design like I am a go 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 kind of chick which has served me really really well uh, up until a point and I know you're going to relate to this because I know you can uh I remember what you shared on that panel we both were on, mm-hmm. but it it stopped serving me in a really big way in 2022, and I got a lot of downloads and a lot of breakdowns to break through to realize like Jess, you're you're missing your life. 
you're missing how good your life is because you're just thinking about the next thing or surviving or, you know, achieving. And, and so in the last couple of months, I've had a complete recalibration into more joy and more fun and more play and more gratitude. But I think at the root of that is just the ability to be present enough to my life to receive all of those things. So presence. Yeah. Was there a moment that smacked you in the face that you were like, this is all wrong? Like, because what you just described is lots of things, yeah. lots of moments. But was there one mm. that you said, like, look in the mirror and you go, oh, crap, this is not the life. This isn't the life. Did yeah. you have one singular moment like that? I did. I mean, it's definitely been a lot of emotional breakdowns. Like, my body's been yeah. broken down and I've gotten sick. I, I've been on a journey with that. I've also had moments of depression and anxiety where, like, my mind wasn't in the best place. And then I kind of got myself out of it. But then I just kept kind of falling back into my patterns. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. We all fall back into patterns because it's the programming. It's the programming. So the thing that takes the work is switching up the programming, changing the programming, cutting and splicing and adding something new. And that's the work. That is the work. And I was very blessed enough to go to Egypt at the end of last year for 15 days. I took a pilgrimage, a spiritual pilgrimage with a group of about 20 people led by some very powerful shamans and mystics and guides that, um, you know, first of all, I had to break out of the monotony of the, ma- of the matrix and the programming because mm-hmm. I was in another country for 15 days. And it was the first time I had traveled overseas since the pandemic. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm a huge traveler. Like I've been to 35 countries, but that was obviously I'll put on hold that passion during these last couple of years. So another country, another continent, you know, Egypt. And it is truly a portal into the cosmos, the galactic kind of dawning of humanity here came from and stemmed from this place and you step into it's it. It's a fertile crescent. It literally is. And and so I I had it reprogrammed me going to Egypt and I went into these sacred sites and there was one particular time I stepped into a temple called Dendera, which is the temple of the goddess of Hathor. And she's the goddess of frequency and vibration and love and play and tantric bliss Mm -hmm. and that I had a full body activation in that temple and I just got all of this I could say like new information but I actually think it's been like it was more of a remembrance of my truth Mm. that I had the I had the game all wrong yeah yeah that it was really my job to enjoy my human experience versus suffer for it Mm. and that encoded in my body and I feel like a different person. Yeah. So did you come home? You, did your husband go with you? He or, did not. Okay. So you were alone. I was with alone, my girlfriends. Quote unquote. Yeah, uh-huh. right? So you come home and you're like, I'm a different person. Yeah. We fought every single day for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> we had a real tough time in integration, but we made it through. <laughs> That's so funny. My therapist would say in that moment, the only thing that changed is you. Yeah. So you have to take you have to take him yes. and everyone else around you. You have to show them Correct. how to now navigate life with the new you. Yes. You're the only thing that changed. Correct. <laughs> and that was, I'm, I'm not always good at like marketing that. <laughs> like I, you know, we're very, we're married, right? We live yeah. in this container. We're very energetically sensitive to one another. And I came home fully expanded, mm. healed in many ways yeah. from my burnout. And he was 
you know, in the Q4 crunch, working his ass off and <laughs> hadn't taken a vacation in six months and was super like, burnt well, out. Well, you were gone for 15 days. <laughs> Basically, like heard that a couple times. <laughs> and so that was a real um, moment for us to break down in a way to break through. And, I, you know, something I'll, I've learned about being married, and I'm sure you can relate, like as the female in the relationship, you are the gateway drug and you can't tell them you have to be it. Yeah. You just have to be it. Yeah, I've and, learned that. You know, and they'll follow in their own time in their own way, but it's not about teaching them or showing them or it's just about being the example mm-hmm. of what's possible for you in your own life so that they can be a witness yeah. to it in action because actions do speak louder than words. And so that was really the journey that Brian and I have been on, but he's my person. I'm fucking yeah. going to die with him. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear. Is that okay? Yeah. You do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> he will be my knight for the rest of my life, you yeah. know, but that's marriage. It ebbs yeah. and it flows. Well, when you're there for each other, right? Like, and I, I don't mean it like, Oh, thanks for being there for me, pal. No, I'm like, this is your person. Yes. You are here for him. He is here for you. Um, it's just a beautiful relationship. I, there are, there are lots of us that have that. And then there are lots of people who don't have that. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's the cards, right? Like to it's me, it's like, cards. here's the cards. And for me, I say the same thing about my husband that some people end up being blessed with a great job. Some have great talents. Some have great ability to make money. Some have, like some people have all sorts of different gifts. My gift was my spouse. Like this is what I was given. He was the gift to me to hold my hand through the crazy journey that my life is going to be. And that's part of the awareness that we have for each other of like, you know, it's bigger. The, the, the journey for us together is bigger than any of the lessons we learn or anything because we're here for each other. Does that make sense? It does. I love that reframe because sometimes I feel guilty talking about how, much I love my husband, how like solid our marriage is, like not in this conversation, but like in yeah. circles of women who are struggling to either find love or they're going through divorces or they hate their husbands or whatever. And I love that frame of like, we've all been dealt different cards. Yeah. And my one of my blessings was my, my marriage. Yeah, you know? that was what you got. I yeah. got dealt that. And it doesn't mean that I figured out love and relationships any better than the next woman. But it really is a matter of, you know, what's divinely oriented, I think, for your your human existence. I want to talk about the something you had just brought up um, about women setting an example. It's so beautiful that you said that because I see that I, I look at it as the masculine brings the fire, the ideas, the, you know, I don't want to call it action, but in, in a lot of ways it is action. Totally. But women, the female for me brings gives birth, it brings embodiment, it brings all of that. And and I have found in the last few years of my own personal journey, um, that same idea of like women are here to be the bearers. Think of all the things women bear. Oh yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and and I think wisdom is one of those major things. And and I kind of have a bone to pick that so many people, I think within really within our world, but let's look at American society specifically, that we think that men have are supposed to be the holders of wisdom. I disagree. I think women were always meant to be the holders and bearers of wisdom and we bring it forth. Don't you think? I don't think I n- believe a no and wholeheartedly retweet everything you just just said because this is this is what I feel like I'm really here to do with my life and my work and my own work and my own lane. But the 
feminine, right? The great, we live on a planet called Mother Earth. Yeah, Mother right. Earth. Mother Earth. Earth. It, we are in a feminine reality, but the not to get all like history on you or and I'm not even a historian. I'm here for all of it. Like, like bring all of it. I mean, I'll just give the Cliff's Notes version of how I've interpreted what I've read and what I've studied in these last 2 to 3,000 years. Um the patriarchy was born. It was a complete repression and oppression of the feminine values of human life, which was all about wis- the wisdom to know mm-hmm. we are all connected, mm-hmm. we are all interdependent, that we are intended to be in harmony with each other because we are the planets just as we are the seasons, just our, as we are the animal, just as we are the moon cycle. And that has that was literally monopolized and r- reversed and trashed by religion, which was really written by a bunch of men who were just seeking power, control, and territory. And not to say that the masculine isn't beautiful because it is divine, but this these last couple thousands of years on this planet has really knocked us off balance. Yeah. And the masculine, there's elements of the masculine that are toxic and dominating for all of those reasons I just described. The feminine doesn't need power control and she knows that all things are in equanimity. And to to be frank like we worship the the goddess like it was a woman it was a feminine deity in these temples we didn't worship the, a masculine god right. that was written in paper on parchment by men and we've been conditioned to believe that is truth and so everything you're talking about Lawrence like please say more because <laughs> it's really we are the ultimate holders of wisdom yeah. and embodiment and birthing and giving life and that doesn't mean that that we're um all love and light you know we're fierce we're strong Mm -hmm. we take no shit yeah you know but yeah the worry i mean i love i think of the warrior goddesses like oh my gosh the i mean anger anger is divinely feminine yes yes anger is divinely feminine and it took me a long time to realize that because i think anger is i mean not think i know no we anger is repressed especially in women like don't lose it yeah be pretty be cute be together just take care of the family be polite stay in your lane look pretty smell good yeah but feminine rage is the real deal and let me tell you nothing clears a room like a woman on an effing mission Uh no and nothing will clear your body (laughs) yeah like you tapping into your own rage. Yeah. You know, I started primal screaming a couple months ago. Did you? Oh did you do my that with God. Rhea? I did didn't do that with Rhea. I did that in a journey. She, she started. <laughs> She's she, amazing. By the way, she talked about primal screaming on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll clips up. Look at the uh, show notes. I'm supposed to say clips notes. Look at the show notes. I'll link whatever the yeah. episode number of Rhea's But all things is. come full circle. Yeah, so if do. you're hearing yeah. this again, primal screaming <laughs> needs to come into your universe. But if you think of the um, chakras, right? Yeah, like yeah. the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, it's a color wheel. Yeah, right yeah. goes up our body the sacral which is our womb is orange it's fire yeah like tap into that girl these are my sacral beads right here i love that that's it yeah sacral's like one of the most powerful important chakras we have to tap into as women it's yeah. our womb it's our creation space Ooh, you said womb what does womb wisdom mean to you oh good question womb wisdom is you know i'm actually reading a book now called womb awakening oh it's really good. And it's it's the the birth canal, it's the it's the void, it's the nothingness and it's the infinite all at once. It's pitch black as black as the like infinite universe. Mm-hmm. Like we hold that in our womb. And so womb wisdom is knowing that you are that 
infinite, that you are that powerful, that you have literally the ability to create the cosmos in your body. And when you really believe in that, when you get aligned to that, you will become unstoppable, mm -hmm. but you won't become unstoppable for yourself. You'll be unstoppable for the good of, I think, everyone you touch. And we all touch the world, you know, no matter how big or small our lives or platforms might be. So I, I think womb wisdom is, is just knowing your fucking power. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's, I see it as like a sacred portal too. Yeah. You know, it, it is. is a, it's a sacred portal. Um, because I think, gosh, in, in my pregnancies and when I've had kids, it's like, there's a connection in that moment where it's like, I am doing something that women have been doing for thousands of years. And there's a lot of, for me, there was a lot of emotion wrapped in that of like, there was, there was peace of like, you're going to be okay. This is what your biologically, your body was made for. Right. So there's some, there's yes. peace there. But then also, I mean, obviously fear, because we know childbirth is a dangerous business, and it certainly was for me. That's my personal story of a couple, literally, three three kids, three mm. three kids, two of the times I almost died. Wow. And so there was, like, trauma there, right? Of course. But the peace combined with the trauma, with the, of all the realization of, like, this has been happening for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, we're going to be okay. You're yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. This is what connects you to everyone, every single woman that came before you. This is that point, right? Yes. That portal. That is, I mean, that is so powerful to really connect to and think about is the, the lineage of, of women that we all stem from and how powerful and important it is to be a woman and that there's no act. Like, I got that download when I was in ten Dandera in Egypt from the goddesses of Hathor, which I'll talk about for the rest of my life. But yeah. the message was like, you were incarnated as a woman for a reason, not by accident. Like you are of the goddess and the goddess creates and whether she creates children out of her womb space, quite literally, or she creates ideas, businesses, impact, service, community, love, nurturing, like yeah. it stems from this holy portal. And you're giving birth to something. Exactly. And we all have that literally written in our DNA yeah because we're women do you think every woman has a need to create I I think that if she taps into that uh she will find healing and new ways of expanding and expressing so I think that it yes I think that every woman has a potential to be a creative and to see themselves as you know as such but I, do, I don't want someone listening to be like, well, I work a day job or nine to five, like none of my life is creative. Is there something wrong with me? Or like, <laughs> I don't really care to be creative. There, but looking for, and this is really tapping into the values of the feminine, which are available everywhere we look. That's, mm -hmm. you know, beauty, stillness, nature, creates, you know, creating connection. Like the creative experience can come to life in a lot of different ways. You mm -hmm. could be observing someone else's creativity and feel, you know, something in your heart open. So I, I would like to say yes, because that's our biology. Yeah. But I also am sensitive to people who have maybe the story that they're not a creative person at all. And there's, uh, no, there's no shame there. I like how you say that, the story. Yeah. Of, yeah. Because, I mean, we can create any story we want. Exactly. You know, like we can create it. That's what I find is so fascinating. And I do feel like, for me personally, I feel like I'm in this phase of co-creation where just in the last couple of months, it was like this light bulb went off of like, no, you're being called to co-create, mm. right? So there's this like, here's this star of destiny out there and you see that 
But I, I, Lauren, I get to create how I get there. Like that's the yes. co-creation of like, that's, I think that's how things can coexist of like, Hey, I, I know that I was meant to do this thing, or I know I was meant to live in this city, or I know I was meant to work at that place or marry this person. or I know that. Okay. So if the question is then, well, what's the co-creation with destiny? Well, mm-hmm. if that's the destiny, how, how does a person co-create? Well, to me, it's like, well, you co-create how you get there. Like that thing, that destiny point is calling to you. So yes. then we co-create the journey yes. to get there, right? A hundred percent. What you're talking about, in my view, is empowerment, like really understanding that you have total control in a way of how you show up for your life. And yes, there are certain things like I believe in predestiny and like fate and what's meant to be will be. And that's the caveat. The operative word is co-creator. You're not the creator. Yeah, right. But, you know, there's there was a pretty significant unlock I had a couple years ago, many years ago around this realization of what a victim I was being to my life. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Keep I, going. I didn't Keep even, bring it on. I didn't even see it. I didn't yeah. realize how much I was victimizing myself to my own life circumstance in every which direction. I mean, I hated, I was working for a corporate job at the time. I hated my boss. It was all his fault for p- controlling my life. I hated my husband who was in his own scarcity that was going through a job change, didn't want me to quit the job that I had because I was the breadwinner. I hated him for that. I was flying all the time to Dallas for this job where the HUD quarters was. I was resentful and hateful towards American Airlines because it was always effing up my flights. Like <laughs> I hated everybody. everybody. It was everyone else's fault what was happening to my life and how unhappy and miserable <laughs> I was. I feel like I'm looking in the mirror right now. Yeah, no, Truly. I was I had like- this awakening a few years mm-hmm. ago too. Amazing, yes, just amazing. yes. And you know, there's that expression, you point one finger at someone, you have three pointing back at you. And I didn't at all see that. And it wasn't until I spent $700 to go on this weekend long women's retreat up in the woods of Wisconsin that my best friend convinced me to go. And I was like, I'm going to be the worst person there. I'm going to bring the whole group down. I'm in the worst place in my life. (laughs) She was like, Jessica, this is exactly what you need. You need to go. So I went. And that two and a half days changed my whole freaking life. I love it. And it was it was all about just holding up a mirror. One, to what a victim I was being. Mm-hmm. But two, it's like, yo, you created your sadness. You can create your joy. Yeah. And that was like an unlock for me. And that's when I started Simply Be. That's mm-hmm. when I started scaling my company. That's when the book deal came. Like all of these things came into a more right relationship because I realized like I was the co-creator. Mm-hmm. Like what a freaking revelation. And I think we go through journeys and dips of being the victim, but like mm-hmm. what you're ta- what you're talking about to me is like pure empowerment. Mm-hmm. To know we are empowered to know life is happening for us, not to yeah. us. It's become a game for me now. Like the the realization of like no I there's nothing special that I'm doing. We each have the power to just Correct just make it just make what it is and so truly it's like a game truly now where no, I'm it like, is no, a game I really I actually really want that so if I really want that and I can align myself with that and I can god I mean it can come and I can watch it come and I get to sit around and wait for it to come like yeah I can speak it to be like yes. this is incredible what an incredible opportunity every single one of us has to make our truly create a reality but I love what you just said. It's like I speak it and so it is. Like I cl- I visualize it and, and it will come. And that's really the 
um, the game, if you start to it play is. it, like yeah. it's fun and it's crazy and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just get to sit back and watch it. <laughs> yeah. You said something though, that, um, made me think of this. So my, I, I, in the last year have started really trying to be, uh, very intentional about setting intentions. Love it. Okay. And that's where sort of all of this started. And it started with Psychic Frank, who you still, you haven't seen him I yet, need right? to see him. You need to see you Psychic Frank. You gotta get Frank. me okay. in. Yeah, you gotta so know Psychic somebody Frank who knows somebody. So Psychic Frank is who said to me, he's like, he's like, you have to set intentions. And he said to me, these were exact words, he said, your guides, everybody's standing around right now, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for you to tell them what you want. You're not, you're not saying what you want. Like, what is it? So be bold, be daring. What is it? And it took me, from that moment, it took me, two full weeks where, you know, all I would do was think about, well, what's my intention? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And so I've been very intentional about intentions all the time. My most recent intention, it was like a breakthrough now turned intention, was this thing of like, it doesn't have to be hard. And my programming is like, if it's not hard and I'm not killing myself, it showed two things. It showed that it wasn't worth it. And, oh, you don't care unless it's hard. Like, by it being hard, it shows that I care. And it was this realization a couple of weeks ago of, like, these are not equal, actually. Yeah. So it can be easy, and you can still care about it. So I'm in this process of uncoupling mm. hardship mm. from this, like, meaning of it being something that I care about. Does that make sense? It does. It and really so does. When you say like this, this can be easy. Yeah. This is also now part of my game of like, the game. don't freaking kill yourself. Yeah. This doesn't have to be hard. Yes. It can be really easy. And you can just like, like take the, take the power you have in your little pinky fingernail and like, there it is. Yes. For, I, for me, it's, it's like, if it's not hard, it's, I, I don't deserve it. Mm. Like mm-hmm. if it's not hard and kill myself for it. I don't really, I'm not worthy of it. Yeah. And what you're saying is like this, I think deep programming that we have from our ancestors, our lineage, like our being a woman, speaking of our womb, I think a lot of this sort of survival hustle like lives there. And we're in a different paradigm now. Like I do believe that the planet is waking up and our ancestors and our, you know, great grandparents, parents, parents, like they didn't have the, the, the perspective and the ability in the society, like it was about survival in many ways. And that's been programmed into our DNA unconsciously, but we get to shift it by just simply bring, bringing our awareness to it, working with healer, healers like Frank, having conversations like this, finding your your people who are on this path, who are, who are waking up or who are already awake, who know that it's a game too. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just an amazingly exciting time to be alive right now. Yeah. I really, really do. Like I say this all the time, the the access, the resources, the ability that we have to like start a podcast because we want to or like yeah. and monitor like b- and it can build, be heard all over the world. Exactly. And, with a push of a button. Like yeah. there's just no un it's incomparable this time that we're in right now. Yeah. And I think the real unlock and the real next level is if we all kind of going back to what I was saying at the beginning, start to really have fun with it, Mm -hmm. to enjoy it, Mm -hmm. to play the game, to be empowered, to be present, Mm -hmm. and to know that like, we're the co-creators. It's all up to us. (laughs) 
I hope you're loving Amstigator right now. Did you know I share behind the scenes pics and stories about my process and every guest every week? Yeah. So if you're signed up for emails from me, it's already in your inbox. If not, you know, we can make that happen. Just send me an email, lauren at amstigator.com. I make it super easy. On particularly deep episodes, I share special printouts to help guide you in lessons that a guest shares. The goal is really personal growth here, right? And that's what I'm giving you, not only when you listen to the episodes, but also when you get emails from me. I'm helping you with that. So sign up for emails by heading to the website or emailing me directly, lauren at amstigator.com. Whatever works for you, babe, just do it. Now let's get back to the episode. Give me a brief understanding of who this person was six years ago. Who was Jessica Zweig six years ago? I had just come out of working for a corporate job two years before, or I had been working for this co- company for two years, a company I hated. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I had been an entrepreneur. I'd run my own business, and it had been a critical success, but a financial failure. And I knew that I just couldn't work for the man anymore. And I wanted to go off and start my own thing. But I didn't really know what it was going to be. I just had a vision to build a brand called Simply Be and make it about authentic personal branding and kind of show up and give the world my gifts. So I had a lot of gumption. I had a lot of grit. I had a lot of um, focus and drive on my purpose, but I didn't really have a business model. You know, I just knew I could like make some money consulting. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And so there was a part of me that felt like I needed to prove myself. Um, I didn't feel like very confident in my ability to earn money and be a true businesswoman. I was seeking a lot of validation. Um, I was also running from a really bad like business divorce I had with my former business partner. So I was, there was a part of me that was like insecure about what she thought of me. Like I had like all of this sort of old like projection, but also yeah. some self projection. Um, but I was myself. Mm-hmm. I was myself regardless. And I think that was my sauce to really starting to build momentum for this thing that I was starting to create. And, and it took off real fast. And I rem- I remember having a thought, Lauren, I think you're going to relate to this, where like my schedule was starting to get really full and I was getting asked to do all these things. And I was working on all these projects and clients and someone wanted me to host retreat series with them across the world. And I remember thinking like, I th- I'm like superwoman. Like I have enough energy <laughs> to get to get it all done in a day. Like I can to get done in one day what someone can get done in a week. Yeah. Like I'm that I'm that motivated. Yeah. And man. And then your body talks. And then your body's <laughs> like, "F you." I'll show you how capable you are. Yeah, exactly. Like not so fast, Just sweetie. Just because you can doesn't right. mean you should. Right. Right. <laughs> You're not that smart. I'm smarter than you, says your body. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, six years ago, I was um, I was really just forming it, and yeah. um, you know, I if you would have told me six years ago that I would have built what I built, yeah, I would never have believed you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Somewhere, somewhere there was maybe there been some it would have been like t- it would have been like a little t- too big of a dream. Like, I mean, there was a part of me that would have like cried like knowing I could do it yeah and then there was a part of me that probably would cry being like I don't know if I can do it yeah that's a lot can I live up to that yeah yeah, yeah. so here's so to me that was like a pat a look in the past I want to look at 
present, but maybe present before Egypt, okay? Yeah. When a person like you has all this grit and determination, but starts this healing journey, I see it as like you're going on this continuum, okay, of like liberation on one side and I don't like using this word, but for these purposes, bondage. Yeah. So bondage on one side, liberation on one side. So even though you were creating all these amazing things, you're still, in my view, kind of on that bondage side of the continuum because you are bound to the things you're creating. So instead of it like setting you free, it was keeping you shackled. All right. But you're going on this healing journey. So you're coming on this continuum closer and closer to liberation, but you still have these chains so I'm curious, what was, where were you in this conflict of liberation and bondage pre-Egypt? Mm-hmm. How, what, explain what that was. Was that a head game? Was that a body game? Where was the conflict playing out for you in your life? Inter- I, I love that description, by the way. That's a beautiful analogy. I often say I built myself a golden cage and <laughs> locked myself in it with the keys. This is so beautiful. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. It's still a cage. Um, so I would say that it was early 2022 from the um, f- like f- book launch, which happened the year before, like just building a business for five, six years straight. I reached full on physical depletion Mm -hmm. and so it manifested as depression. Mm -hmm. And I was um, in a pretty dark place for the first few months of the year. And you had just moved to Nashville at the exact same time. That's a hard time to move. I did. Well, I think what happened was because I'm from Chicago originally and spend most of my life there. That is a frenetic, dense place that just like keeps you hopped up on the, the buzz of eight million people in a concrete, you know, 10 mile radius. So when I came to Nashville in January in this 10-acre lot in this old farmhouse that my husband and I found on Airbnb, something in me unraveled because I had the space space energetically to like hold it. Let it it go. Let it go. Exactly. Like, and so, you know, I I did a a beautiful protocol. I I went on, um, I went through a ketamine uh, uh, protocol. I did that through extravenously through a beautiful clinic in Chicago healed my sleep, um, got my hormones in balance. Like my, my therapist thought I needed actual like SSRIs medication. And I was open to it because I felt like such awful death, but Mm. I was blessed to be put in touch with a holistic psychiatrist who was like, you don't need drugs. What you need is to heal your sleep, your hormones, and let's Mm -hmm. put you on ketamine. That really helped to re-stimulate my brain. But that, what it, what it didn't do is heal my subconscious yeah, addicted totally. patterns to workaholism. And, and that's the hardest thing to heal because that's the programming. Correct. <laughs> so all of 2022 was just one big sort of feedback loop of me do- like figuring out how to heal my, my system and get some supportive tools, but not really change my um, like core beliefs around work, work. and value and value worth hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, by the end of 2022, before Egypt, um, I was honestly ready to dump my business. Yeah. Like just sell it off. Like I can't, the only way out is to cut, cut it, like cut the bars of the cage, Uh huh. like break free (laughs) from that bondage, like cut it out, dump it, you know, 99.9% done with my business. I like didn't give up. Shit. I was just like, I'll sell it for a penny stock. I'll shut it down. I can't do this anymore. Did anyone else know that? 
my husband. Yeah. Well, and um, he's in the business and, with you. Yeah, we should point that out. Some of my, my, some of my executive team members knew, um, but my team certainly didn't know. My community didn't know. You know, my best friend knew. But I no, I mean, to a certain degree, you have to kind of keep up appearances as not just like a face on Instagram, but like a leader of your own business. Right. To the, is yeah, the CEO. Otherwise, people aren't going to, they're going to be like, well, what am I here for? What am I here for? Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think my team could feel it. I have 25 full-time employees now, and yeah. many of them have been with me for years, and they, they're they around because they believe in me, and they love what we're, we're doing, and and I was just, I was just in a really dark place. I had to let go of people. I reorged. Like we, you know, were somewhat impacted by the economic recession that I think is coming back. But there was scarcity and fear mm. happening in the market, and so we had to sort of prepare as a business for it. And and one of the hardest days of my life was like letting go of a few people, demoting another, gathering all my staff in the conference room at the end of the day and letting them know like half the company has a new boss. This person isn't here anymore. And this person isn't here today because she's deciding whether or not she wants to keep her job because she was just demoted. Like I have to say like being the CEO, leader of an organization has like, yes, stretched my capacity. It's like personal development school on steroids, but it's also been like what's caused so much of this dark, heavy, sad, mm. you know, burnout. I'm in a different place now. Well, yeah, okay. So that was yep. I'm still considering that present. That's that's no, like present. But now I, I do want to go like here you are now and moving forward. This is a Yeah. This is to me, let's talk about future. Like you went to Egypt and you got this whole Yeah. I mean, it's not just a download. It's like upgrade. It's like an upgrade. upgraded. That's the best way to put it. And it saved my life. Like I really believe that sim- that that trip to Egypt in in a certain level saved my life. So, I will say that I was very blessed in that reorg I brought on some new leadership, of course, and I have the best management and leadership team in the history of the six years I've been running my company that are now running my business. And this one particular woman, I'm going to give her, I'm going to shout her out, Shauna Knuckles. She's changed my life. She came in as my integrator and she said to me, give me 90 days to get you out of the weeds. Because I told, she was somebody who knew I was 99 points. Yeah, you were so close to just And she loose. saw it on my face. She's like, I will get you out of the weeds. I will put you back in the visionary seat where yeah. you need to be. And she did it in 45 days. Oh, wow. So my business is like running. Like it's beautiful. It doesn't need me to be in it anymore. It wants me and wants needs me to be on it. And then Egypt was that upgrade. It was a homecoming. It was a remembrance of my soul's truth, which was at the end of the day. I got so many messages in Egypt. But the highlight, the headline I would just say is enjoy your life. Mm. Life is meant to be pleasurable. Mm. Don't focus on your suffering. Like mm. focus on your pleasure and everything will manifest in a line yeah. and flow. And I literally came back. At, I'm new. Like I look back at that person, not even in a 2022, but this Jessica who I love, who I'm grateful for, who I honor that got me to where I am. Mm. But I, I don't rec- I don't identify with her anymore. Mm. I just, I can't even, I, I remember things I, thought about or said or did in 2022 that were so based in this programming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I left that girl in Egypt. She yeah. didn't come back with me. Well, you have love and compassion for that person, of right? Of course, you have to. But but the, yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that being someone else and knowing that that person, I'm not going back to that person. But I'm grateful for that person because mm-hmm. she got me here mm-hmm. and all the lessons I had to learn as her and literally felt like I shed a skin and you know, I've been doing a lot of my own healing work with my own healers and shamans and teachers too. And everything has been really pointing me to just get back into my body. Mm-hmm. 
which has been very healing on my nervous system. Oh God, I imagine. Yeah. And so I think the combination of having incredible management leadership, that trip to Egypt, and sort of the integration that I've had since that trip with my healers has just put me in in such a beautiful... I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, Lauren, but oh, I'm... Oh, God, who can... No, I know. you're not going to jinx I know, but anything. I know. Thank you. For, I received that. I just, wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to say out loud, and thank you for that affirmation, <laughs> that I've never been happier yeah, than I am good. right now. I love that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the people who are going to listen to this episode and and they may believe something that I used to believe, which is I, Lauren, I would say that I don't have the luxury to do this or to do that. I don't have the luxury to take time away. I don't have the luxury to hire this person or that person. I finally realized, and I, and clearly you've realized this too, you can't afford not to. You can't afford not to take care of yourself because if we as women, are these holders of wisdom, if we as women are the ones that initiate change in our families, in our businesses, our communities, or in our groups, in our circles, if we are that, all it takes is one, one woman who says, this is, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be. I am going to take that time for myself. I am going to heal my body. I am going to do those things because it's the permission when one gives permission to self, we give permission to all. And you're doing that. Thank you. Don't you feel that? Well, my 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 vision statement is simply be is when you set yourself free to simply be, you give everyone the permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that reflection. I'd like to say that I've I've talked the talk really well. And not to say that I haven't been authentic or sincere, but I feel like I am really walking that walk. You're now. like embodying it. It's one thing to be idea. Like you were giving people the idea yeah. of it, but you weren't in your own body physically being that. No. Now you are being that. Yes. Yes. Which is why when you ask me what's the high vibrational feeling I'm in right now, it's like presence. Yeah. Like I'm grounded in this mm-hmm. body and this experience on planet Earth, rooted enough to receive, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the sort of, the woman who's listening, who's like, I don't have the luxury to do this mm-hmm. or that. It's like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Even if your cup is so somewhat full, your your cup has to be overflowing so you mm-hmm. have enough to give and mm-hmm. also be taking care of yourself. And so for me, sure, that's a luxury to take a 15-day trip to Egypt or hire somebody to help run my business for me. But I think that taking care of yourself in any way that's nourishing, whether it's an afternoon walk or a a nap or, you know, eating something really good for you. Like it's all nourishment filling your cup. And so finding that practice, it's easier said than done. But if we don't, like, what are we doing it all for if Mm -hmm. we're not taking care of ourselves? Yeah. When I am with you, I've always sort of gotten high priestess vibes, but now now, like this iteration of you in this very present moment, I'm like, homegirl has finally stepped into high priestess mode. Like, you deserve a high five for oh, that. Oh, okay, I'll take oh, it wait, before we, I knock the table. Thank oh. you. For real, though, like you are embodying high priestess vibes. That's why I wore my crown. Has that ever been <laughs> an intention? Like, have you ever thought high priestess? Well, yes. I can't show it to you right now because I have a crew neck top on. But the priestess is an archetype that I've been working with. Is that with. your tattoo? It's a key. Is that your boob tattoo? It's my boob tattoo. It's no the priestess way. key. Shut up. Yeah, because she's the keeper of the keys. 
I love it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's my priestess key. And I, I wanted it. it. When right did here. you get that tattoo? About a year, two years, last November. So no way. Yeah. Yeah, in Costa Rica. Well, I was I was picking it up, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I was I picking up take, the vibe. I receive that. <laughs> I really do because just to kind of you know amplify this for your audience, like I work with a coach. Her name is Gina. I talk about her all the time. And five, four or five years ago, when I was deep in hustle mode, like she works with a lot of the divine feminine, oracle mm -hmm. cards, the goddesses, archetypes, blah blah blah. And she brought the priestess into one of our sessions and was like, this is the vibration. This is the archetype that I see you really stepping into. Mm -hmm. And so the priestess has been, I mean, it was enough. It was significant enough that I tattooed yeah. it on my body. And in in a very feminine and place, very, which I freaking love. Thank you. You're like, where else can I put this? I'm going to put it in between the ladies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love it so much. I'm like, Chobi. It's such a beautiful tattoo, Thank too. you. Thank you. I like shop outfits that, like, let it be seen. But, you know, the point is, Lauren, I really appreciate you saying that because I it, it was aspirational for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And I I feel like it's it's just been a more of an embodiment. But you know what this is? This is an opportunity actually as an illustration that a year and a half ago, two years ago, that became like a, oh, could I could I be that? Yeah. Could I be that? Someone else sees that in me. Could I actually be that? And you started to say, yeah, no, I think I could. You started taking steps. I mean, the tattoo, sure, that's a step, whatever. Mm -hmm. You started taking steps to embody that. And yeah. look at look at you now. You didn't tell me that, but I'm like, I think of you and I think high priestess. Thank you. Totally. And so here we are two years later and you are embodying that. So like, is that not an illustration of the game? Yeah. Right? Like if you just start to like find that and be that, it's how simple of a game. It is. It is. Yes. I... I love that. I mean, it's really about creating like conscious choice and knowing that, you know, you are that powerful, you know, that you can. I love one of my favorite quotes is like when when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. And I was looking at myself in a particular lens of like, I'm this, you know, masculine savvy female entrepreneur. I've got to hustle. I've got to grind. And the vibration changed when I chose to like see that as a programming a story a lie and like no your magic and your gift is is in your non-doing is hmm. in your is that like how you say that you're non-doing non-doing like late, lately like since this year started I have so much space of nothingness that I'm almost like a little bored wait okay hold on thank you um, does that mean that you're not putting things in your calendar what do you mean by nothingness yeah just nothingness like I have time after work or during the day like I because I have this woman helping me run my business my my schedule has opened up mm -hmm. I'm not in the day-to-day -day, like minutia of the meetings so I have all this spaciousness mm. and it's a, I mean I'll read a book I'll meditate I'll journal I'll go for a walk I'll call my mom like whatever I feel like doing and it's allowed me to be I'm in in this vibration of this embodiment of this, I guess you would call it priestess energy, like not the masculine hustle, CEO, female entrepreneur, boss babe. Like, I just think that's so dated and like, at least for me. And it's really like, how, how much can I expand my capacity to allow life to happen? Mm. And you be present for it. And me be present for it.
not have to hustle and grind to make something happen. Like the universe is already making things happen for me. I just, I have to be in my joy because when we, speaking of vibration, when we get into our vibration, our frequency of joy, of positive energy, mm-hmm. we became, we become like an antenna, right? For like that match. And that's what the universe is really wanting to call and send in. But when we're so focused on like the stress, the hustle, like the day to day, it's like the universe is calling, but the line is dead. Mm. And so I've really tapped into this understanding of like joy is my job. Mm. Like the more I can be, and it's not every single minute of every single day, but the more I can find space Mm -hmm. and joy can come to fruition in like, for me, I love dancing. You know, I love live music. I love being with my friends and being social, like fun times with, you know, high vibes, but fun and joy can be like drawing, Mm-hmm. with my colored pencils <laughs> like I'm not kidding so like finding that frequency is you know really what I am yeah studying now and to remind yourself that the non-doing is so beautiful it's it's so needed yeah yeah I, f- I have been finding that for myself of like that's my old programming that I continuously am I'm working through like in real time of like I don't have to be doing something all the time. I don't have to. I, every moment doesn't have to be, be filled. Mm-hmm. And I can, something, this is something I've been doing. I have this big window uh, next to my dining room table, and it's my favorite place to sit. And I'll just look out and I'll watch the birds. And I've got this little plant that I sit next to me. And it's like, I just put this little plant next to me and I stare at the trees and the birds. And, and I'm like, here it is. And sometimes I'll pull out my journal and sometimes I'll write, but I'll just sit there and I'll stare and I'll have those moments of silence. And I have found it makes me so laser focused in the moments that I actually need to be focused yeah. as opposed to my brain being 37 different places right. of all the things I need to do and can't get done. And right. Because we spend so much, I don't think people realize, we spend so much time like living in our minds yes. and thinking through problems that don't that don't that are never going to be solved right or all they require is just like one bit of action right but when you're not in the right headspace you know things just don't get done we run ourselves ragged in that way we certainly do when i was in egypt back to what you're saying reminds me of a different temple i went to <laughs> i love it let's hear um, it <laughs> and it was the temple of fillet and that's the temple of isis and isis and osiris were sort of the original like if you were to map them like jesus and mary yeah. like they were kind of the mother and father of Egyptian m- mythology and, and faith. And Isis um, is the great mother. And I was in her chambers and I had a full on activation again. And she told me, she, I mean, remembering she is the great mother. She's the ultimate kind of goddess that we are to, you know, worship or at least a collective of. And she told me that she's like, you need to learn how to be still. She was like, your greatest power is in your ability to watch the flowers bloom and the seasons change. Mm -hmm. She said that to me. Jessica, you need to give yourself permission to rest. Mm -hmm. And that is what that was like the medicine of Isis. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is like that message of being so present in the moment of watching your birds holding your coffee, like being in that moment and giving yourself that moment. Mm -hmm so that you can give more to the moment that needs you to like use your mind and yeah. be focused. And I just think we override that so much in our mm-hmm. society, especially as women with all the things we juggle, being moms, yeah, holding, yeah, yeah. hosting events, 
hosting podcasts, running businesses, all the things. It's like our job to be on. Yeah. And but like it's that's not. such a lie. Like we don't have to be no, on. It's not. Because the mothering energy is one that holds. holds. And and I this is this is also the other another reason why I have found it to be so beneficial for me to find stillness. My job to be the best interviewer I can be, that is all dictated on my ability to hold space for you. And how do I hold space? By being still. I cannot be a reflection. Like if you're going to look in the water and you're wanting to see your reflection, you can't see your reflection if the water's choppy and moving everywhere. My ability to reflect to you is truly just uh, a reflection on my ability to be still. Right. Yes. So like if the water is still, then it can you can see yourself more clearly. Do you know what I'm saying? And so that's been like why for me, meditation has become such a thing, because it's how I increased my capacity to hold, to hold. Yeah. To just be there. You, you know, and you're really beautiful at it, by the way. Thanks, Gal. You I really that. You really are. And fun fact, the priestess, according to my teachers, at least, has the her element, you know, there's like earth, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. fire, whatever. Her element is still water because oh. she's intended to be that reflection, that mirror. I think that frequency, you know, really is like, I think the modality of healing now, like just really getting so in tune with like your, your vibration, how you feel in your body. And it's hard to get in touch with it when we're in these like big cities, you know, and we're around like exhaust from cars and cell phone 5G. I mean, really, it's a challenge to feel frequency in your body or be attuned to it, which is why it's so important. I think going to sound baths, like listening to music, getting into nature. Yeah, for me, it's the woods. I have to go to the trees. Yes. And like Mother Earth Gaia, like she is the ultimate healer, ultimately. So if you can find enough space and that's really been one of the biggest downloads I've gotten into 2023 because 2022 was like dark, you know, as I explained. Yeah. I want to just, can I add an asterisk? Yeah. I find that darkness is always, always the path to purpose. Like totally. pain is like the linchpin. It's mm-hmm. what's almost required. Correct. So please, if you're listening and you feel like I am in such a dark place, girl, the next spot is purpose. The next yeah. spot is light Uh so just start you know increase your awareness around like what's coming next it's not maybe it maybe it is a little more pain but next is always purpose I just heard on a podcast recently like this mantra of like what's next is better which I just think is such a powerful like simple mantra but we need contrast where there is dark there will always be light when there's light there's going to be dark and I'm so grateful for the year that I had like it took me to a place I hadn't been in a long time and I'm on the other side of it now and I'm just like where can I get into nature? Where can I be with like high vibrational people? How can I spend my days doing more of the nothingness that Mm -hmm. Isis told me? How can I get more into my joy and fun and play that Hathor told me? Um, Another one of the goddesses that I really connected in Egypt was Sekhmet. She's the goddess of power, war, and healing. She's part lioness. And she told me that all my power is in my womb, which is what we've been talking about. It's like all these codes, all of these messages. And I've been talking about that trip endlessly since I got back because I thought, I think it's so important for all of us. Those messages weren't just meant for me to know. Which is why you have the platform you have. You have the platform so you can share the messages. Exactly. That's the whole point. And I'm just 
excited like for mm -hmm. this year it feels so different already mm -hmm. and being in this city frankly like Nashville is just to me a feminine frequency here very much so compared to Chicago and holds me in a way that um is just a continuation of this this healing but like I've got you know we're done with this podcast I'm flying to Chicago yeah. I've got like Wednesday Thursday Friday pack jam pack like I, and it's also giving me anxiety because it's it's one of those weeks I haven't had a week like this in a while, and I kind of had to check myself this morning as I was thinking about yeah. how heavy it all felt. Right, right. And where do you feel that? I'm just curious because when you talk mm. about it, I feel it here, like in. Well, gosh, this would be my upper stomach, I suppose. I uh, feel right it, under my rib cage. That's like, your that's, solar plexus. Yeah. That's where I feel it for you. So where do you feel all that anxiety? I feel it on my heart. I feel it on my chest. Um, I, I definitely, I feel it on my shoulders, mm -hmm. but, um, it weighs heavy on my heart. Mm. Like, just like, is that like your heart saying to you, you know, this isn't you, why are you doing this? Or what um, is that? I think it's honestly just a, I think one of my biggest core value in life is freedom. And, you know, so much, I'm a creative, I'm an artist. I went to school for theater, you know, too. We're so alike. So like, you know, being in this masculine paradigm of yeah. you know the patriarchal nine to five monday through friday life it isn't why You're i create like, this ain't this it this ain't it like this isn't <laughs> what i you know signed up to be an entrepreneur and, for which is more of like you created this beautiful golden cage yeah like, like i said like the bondage the liberation the cage i love that's the truth we did i did it to myself back to you are the co-creator of your own life and you are empowered but at the end of the day like my heart is my um it's you know it's my it's a place where i can feel like in touch with my feminine, yeah. I, you know, my creative side, my, my like love presence, like play, you know, it happens throughout my body. But I think I just, you know, when, when you have wall to wall days, there's yeah. no real time for you to tap into your heart and like mm. be in your own joy and love for the sake of it. You know, you've got to deliver, you've got to show up, you've got to be on. And, and not to say that I, and this is so back to this morning, I was like, no, 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 you're, you, you're going to switch the narrative. Cause this is so exciting what you're doing this week. Mm. And it's, it's a joy to be able to do this work. And I'm grateful mm -hmm. that I've created this beautiful business that I get to show up and lead every day in my own style. And my, you know, I'm hosting this like three day webinar event and like hundreds and hundreds of people have signed up for it. And like, they're all coming to learn from me. Like what an honor that is, like just flipping the narrative, yeah. right? Because you were going into victimization. A hundred percent. And then also like being able to like just take a deep breath and be like, you know, this is a sprint, a little mini sprint, <laughs> a marathon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then you have your heart. You're going to have all this time afterward mm -hmm. to yeah. fill your heart again. Yeah. But isn't that why we take time in silence and and in nature and with our colored pencils so yeah. that once our heart is nice and full, we can go and spread it. Right. And also reframing that what you get to do, not what you have to do, can fill your heart too you know and that was like just such a beautiful reframe this morning as I like woke up I actually left my 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 co-founder a voice note because she had sent me this deck that I'm presenting this big webinar thing on at midnight like I got I got her email and she had sent it at midnight which no which means Alexa was up all night doing this and she's my co-founder she's the first employee I ever had out of my 25 she's my sister and I left her a voice note and I said I want to honor you for doing that I know you pulled in, you pulled that much yeah. time. 
you've been working your butt off to get us here. Me too. We're going to have a great week. This is, this is three days of our lives to like really be in this energy of, of generation and exertion. And then we're going to rest this weekend. And I, I can't wait to hear how still and beautiful and restorative your weekend is because <laughs> mine's going to be too. <laughs> and I just really want to honor you and honor me and honor us. Yeah. And this is how we avoid burnout. Like I said this on the voice note so that we can continue to pour from these full cups, mm-hmm. you know, because it will ebb and it'll flow. And just the consciousness of that mm-hmm. versus like the overriding of like, yep, got the deck, cool. Like got to perform tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, no, let's take a minute mm-hmm. and like really honor like, what we're doing and how amazing it is yeah and how it's it matters yeah and that's why it's so important that you're doing it because you're giving someone permission you're talking about it so then you're giving anyone who listens to it permission to do the same Um, I think the biggest fallacy any of us could believe is that we don't have that kind of power we we do have the power to take control of our lives and then empower the other women around us we have that we really do and it's incumbent upon all of us to do that right and we're all that needed. Mm-hmm. We're all that needed. You know, I say that in the last page of my book. And if you haven't read it, I'll spoil it anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I, I say like you, you were born and therefore you matter. You know, you breathe and therefore you are important. And this idea of fully stepping into who you're truly meant to be isn't a choice you get to make, but a responsibility you have. Mm-hmm. You weren't put here by accident your life is divinely designed for you to use your gifts your dna your snowflake one-of-a-kind existence and do something with it to to better shift the planet into a a different vibration you are needed right now i really believe that and when we turn that on you know everything starts to make a little bit more sense i think great job gail thank you for being here Thank you for having me. I was so honored when you asked me. I'm like, I'm back in town. I get to see you in person. I I just am also wanting to reflect back to you. I see you on your journey and all the beautiful work you're doing on yourself and this platform you give and the things you talk about, the conversations you open up. It's, It's needed. Thanks, Gail. Yeah, thank you. I mean, how full is your heart right now? Because mine is full. You guys, I was put on this earth to have conversations like this one. Nothing fills my cup like connecting so deeply with another person about what really matters and what they're learning and what they're doing, how they're growing. And Jessica is there too. It makes for such a beautiful conversation and a connection with just a beautiful woman. And God, like, didn't you guys miss this? Because I did. <laughs> I am so glad Amstigator's back with new conversations. And you don't even have to wait very long for a new episode because I released one yesterday, I released one today, and then I'm releasing another one in just a few more days. So we're going to get you back on your regular regimen of Amstigator episode very, very quickly. Next week, I sit down with J.T. Ellison. She's a New York Times bestselling writer. She's releasing her 25th novel, but this one's decidedly different because this one's born from JT's lived experience. She struggled with fertility. And after her 10th miscarriage, she gave up. And she said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. It's taken her 10 years to share any of that journey on the page. And it is a deep conversation with a woman who never shares her real feelings. She just lets her characters do it. It's a great episode that's coming from Amstigator. Now, as you go through the week, don't forget, shine your light. 
lead with your heart and live life purposefully. I'm Lauren Lowry, and this is Amstigator. <laughs>